morning. My name is Dr. Helen Noble and I'm a lecturer in health services research at Queen's University Belfast. And I'm here today talking to Kathleen Baird from the Centre for Health Practice Innovation at Griffith Health Institute at the School of Nursing and Midwifery in Australia. And I'm going to talk to Kathleen about her recent commentary published in Evidence-Based Nursing, which was concerned with primary care professionals and abused women and their differing awareness of domestic abuse. Um, firstly, can I ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current position? Yes, certainly. My name is Dr. Kathleen Baird. I'm very fortunate to have a joint appointment within the School of Nursing and Midwifery at Griffith University. And also, I'm the Director of um, Education, Midwifery and Nursing Education for the Women and Newborn Service at the Gold Coast University Hospital in Queensland, Australia. Thank you. Can you tell me then a little bit about what we know in relation to the lack of care that women who are disclosing family violence might experience? Yes, certainly. So what we know, the evidence that we have tells us that uh, women who are experiencing domestic violence will use health services more frequently than, than women who, who aren't experiencing domestic violence. And, and that's not only around the physical injuries that they um, experience, but also the long-term psychological and emotional trauma they also experience from living in a violent relationship. So we know that they're accessing health services more, but we also know that healthcare professionals are very reluctant to engage around asking women about partner violence. And then if they do ask the women, they're often unprepared for a positive disclosure or they don't know how to ask the question in a sensitive way and therefore women are very reluctant to actually open up about this topic. So clinicians feel very unprepared, A, to ask the question and B, to respond appropriately to a positive disclosure. So what do the authors of the study that we're discussing actually do? So the authors of the study have quite rightly picked up on, on some of those issues and have uh, acknowledged the complexity of asking women about domestic violence and understanding how to respond appropriately. So they've acknowledged the sheer complexity of how health professionals actually struggle to ask ask the question and struggle to know what to say to women if they're positive disclose, but also due to a lack of education. Sometimes clinicians aren't picking up on some of the signs that perhaps some of the women might be giving to the practitioner to ask the question. Because again, what we also know is that women are very reluctant to open up about domestic violence or domestic abuse unless we actually ask them the question. So what the authors in the study have done is acknowledge the lack of confidence that staff have and try to come up with a framework that would help practitioners to actually ask the question. But also through their their secondary analysis, they've also acknowledged that, you know, sometimes a health practitioner can miss those signs or even the woman herself may not know that she's in a violent relationship. She actually herself hasn't recognized that she's in a violent relationship. And the study actually uh, interviewed 29 different healthcare practitioners, so midwives, health visitors, and GPs were the main primary carers that they interviewed. And then they held focus groups with 14 women who, who had been in abusive relationships. 
and they realized that there was actually quite a difference in what the practitioners perceived the woman to be in an abusive relationship and what the women themselves perceived to be an abusive relationship. So they identified that there was that difference there between the two groups. That's very interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about the strengths and the weaknesses of the methods that were actually used in this study? So again, the researchers and the authors of the paper had done their primary analysis, but they they felt that they hadn't really uncovered the real depth and the complexity of the problem, and hence why they went back to do a secondary analysis on the work. And what they used, they developed a framework called the the AWARE framework to actually look at the work in in a deeper way. And so this was a framework that they had developed, and it was called the AWARE framework, which stands for Abused Women's Awareness, Recognition and Empowerment Framework. This is really unique and arose from the study, and they felt or suggested that it would provide a new way of capturing that complexity of the disclosure process. And for those of us that work in the field, we absolutely know that is really a complex area. They also used the JARA window to actually look at this work in a bit more depth. And so they said, you know, the the JARA window had been used in several different ways, but they felt that this one actually helped uncover some of that hidden complexity that we often don't like to talk about. This study was conducted in Scotland where we know that actually probably the ratio and the risk of women experiencing violence is one in three. So this has relevance for a lot of healthcare practitioners. And the reanalysis that they carried out highlighted three main themes. Sometimes a healthcare practitioner can recognize the abuse, but the woman doesn't, or the woman recognizes the nature and the exercise of, of the abuse, but the healthcare professional does not. And the absolute best scenario out of it is that the healthcare professional recognizes domestic abuse and so does the the woman. So it's really important that we kind of look for the a framework like the AWARE framework that can actually be used for training and education purposes to upskill clinicians in, in this field. And so from that, what do you think are the main implications for clinical practice? I would say really that we now have a framework that we can, as I said, we we can use in the training situation and the education situation that will hopefully help empower clinicians and give them the confidence to be able to ask women in a sensitive and uh, caring way about domestic abuse, but also maybe be able to, if they have the knowledge and the education, to be able to pick up on some of the signs that perhaps they would have missed before. And I think, as I said at the beginning, we know that this has huge ramifications for health and the cost of health of caring for women who are experiencing violence. So the sooner we can pick up a situation, the better really, not just because of the emotional outcomes but and the physical outcomes, but for the cost of caring for women that, that might experience depression or stress for many, many years because a healthcare professional didn't have the tools to help them to be able to ask her about domestic violence in a, in a sensitive way. And then finally then, what one final message do you think our listeners can take from this research? 
So I think uh, a message for me would be that we are developing tools all the time to help practitioners do this work and that they mustn't feel that they have to do this on their own. I think it's really important for healthcare professionals to do this work, but what is really vital is that they feel supported and they receive education and they receive training to do the role well because without that, we could actually be doing more harm than good. And I think the AWARE tool probably needs to be tested a bit more. It hasn't really been tested. And it might be that when it's tested, we could actually then see ways that perhaps it could be even developed further. But I certainly think that this is an important piece of work that we should look at further and see if we can develop it and incorporate into the training that, that we do with healthcare professionals around this work. Thank you very much for joining us today, Catherine. That's been really useful and really interesting. Thank you very much.